Brazzo 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 Eli, give me a Brazzo 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 that zooming or are they? Dan, I didn't ask you to do that. Do not set, do not. Is that too powerful for you? (laughs) The gaze is too powerful. No, I'm more worried about this. This is holy. You don't fuck with it. Dead, stop zooming on his eyes. This is against God. Guys, what you're looking at right now is the gaze of miracles. Okay, you can fade out now. That's close enough, dude. That's close enough. Fuck. All right, let's get out of this shit. All right. That was Brazzo, the gaze of miracles. Now, this is a guy we've spoken about before. He is Croatian, and he has this great little scheme where he'll, he just stares at you. It's called, he's called the gaze of miracles. And... Um, it's a healing session. Yeah, it's a healing session. It heals cancer. Heals your it'll, it'll heal your broken teeth. Broken teeth. Yep. Fathers, if your dad didn't love you, it heals that. Oh yeah, you go back in time, basically. It fills you with the love of thirty years of a father, and one gaze. No, the the greatest thing about it is that you can do it over Skype. Oh yeah, I mean we've we've goofed on this guy before, but he has actually Skype live stream sessions, and so I thought it would be a nice way to start this episode with a little brazo gaze. So I hope you felt the miracles, the power of miracles being thrust onto you. Um, thanks for joining us today on the H3 podcast. Welcome. Today we have got the top of the week where we just hang out and kick it and act like you know it's all good, even though it's not. It's just twitch, I don't know what that means. Twitch and chill. Twitch and chill. Like Netflix and chill. Um, this episode is sponsored by SeatGeek. God bless them. More about that later. And, of course, all of our loyal, wonderful subscribers here on Twitch. If you're subscribed on Twitch Prime by connecting your Amazon Prime account, which I know you all have, you get a free subscription. They're not paying me. I just love the free money. doesn't cost you anything. <laughs> Oh, you're a Jew. Everybody loves free money. <laughs> oh, God. You're trying to make money from working, you Jew? Everybody loves money. Sell out? <laughs> Either you're a sellout or a Jew. Well, you know what? Fuck it. I'm both. So smash that <laughs> Twitch Prime button. And if you want to help out the show, another way to help out is to go on, hop on over to iTunes and leave a review. Right. That's a good way. Yeah. That helps us, you know, helps us a lot. Go say what up and say, hey, you know, just, just let them know that we're out here. <laughs> Gazing with Brazzo. So I've got a lot planned for us to go over today. It's going to be a lot of fun. First of all, I just want to talk about what we've got planned for Thursday. We're moving the main show from Friday to Thursday this week. Only this week. <laughs> Only this week because we are going to Vegas with Post Malone. On Friday morning, because we're going to go catch the big fight between Conor McGregor, <laughs> Conor Murphy, <laughs> and Floyd Mayweather. <coughs> we're actually not going to be there, 
because I think it costs like $50,000 for like a nosebleed seat. <laughs> like, I swear to God. Dan, can you research what it costs for one of those tickets? So we're probably going to be in a bar somewhere, but I'm definitely going to bet on it. <laughs> so the, the spread right now is like 20 to 1 in favor of Mayweather because it's crazy. a boxing match and Connor is an MMA fighter. And so I think most people hold correctly that he has absolutely no chance of winning. <laughs> so that means if you bet $100 on May... Dan, are you trying to fucking ruin my life or what? <laughs> You're playing shit. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Christ. I was researching the fight and this shit has auto-playing ads. But I do have an answer for you. The cheap seats are only 500 bucks. Not that bad. Oh. And what is I'm it sure range? sold out, though. What does it range up uh, to? Yeah, it's probably sold uh, out. Up to 7,500, it looks like. That's, frankly... Oh, no, that's still intermediary. Uh, it doesn't say what the most... I'm sure ringside is like tens of thousands. It's right. gotta be. Thank you, voice of God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. His voice of God just gives brainstorms answers on me. The sword we call him. Dan the sword. So anyway, what was I talking about? Um, just that we're gonna be watching it. <laughs> yeah. We're, so anyway, if you bet a hundred dollars on Mayweather and you win, that means you make like five dollars. Mm. So you have to bet. Wait, that doesn't make sense. You have to bet 20 times. Basically, for every $20 you bet, you get $1 winning. So if I bet $20, I win $1. So you only... That doesn't make sense. You only <coughs> lose money. You win a little money because he's so favored to win the fight. Hmm. It's 20 to 1 odds that he's going to win. I'm not, I'm not sure the exact odds. I'm just telling you it's something like that. So it's like, you do you bet $100 on Mayweather and win 5 bucks? Because if you bet $100 on McGregor and he wins, then you're making, like, freaking $2,000. So, okay, I see. Oh, I see. So you're, you're winning 21. Okay. 20 to Got 1. It. Yeah, but you'll have, like, $21. It's not like you're losing money. Cause I thought no, you, you don't lose. lose. Yeah, okay. you'll end up with Got $21. It. Got it. But you're risking 20 for the chance of winning $1. What's the point, right? <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if I should bet on McGregor for the big, for that, like, double green. <laughs> you know, maybe I'll hedge my bet. Maybe I'll play both sides. Anyway, I'm excited. It's going to be fun. We're going to go get smashed, play some blackjack. It's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> then on Thursday, you guys remember Skippy, the 34-year-old virgin. It was our last video on H3. <clears throat> so I've been in talking with him. I've been trying to figure out how can we include him in the show, and I think we've got the perfect idea. So you guys all remember Ryan Johnsonus, right? The the incredible, really gifted um, pickup artist. Yeah, pickup artist who, and rapper. He's a. I mean, he's a Renaissance man. <laughs> he's a rapper. He's a pickup artist. He's he started his own religion. Yeah, he's he owns a cult apparently, and he fucks like crazy. Don't even get me. He's also just a businessman and an author. <laughs> anyway, I sense you're making fun of him, but he's hands of God. Anyway, so we're going to get them both on the phone together because I want Ryan Johnsonus to coach Skippy on how to get a girl. Mm -hmm. And then eventually in the following week, I want to bring them both down to L.A. and get them together on the street picking up girls together. Picking up hot stripper bitches at Whole Foods, in the words of Ryan Johnsmith, <laughs> which is something we've done together. 
So that's my, and then eventually you guys, well, I don't know if I want to give away the big twist, but the goal is to get Skippy laid, essentially. Here at the H3 Podcast, we believe in the advancement of all humanities, all social, you know, pursuits. Many have called us social justice warriors, and I think many will after this, because my social justice is getting skippy late. Everyone is like, that's a horrible idea. Nope, that's a great idea, and you're all, you're all going <laughs> to fucking love it. Oh, it's a horrible idea. I'd watch but it, though. just to be clear, we're not, they're not coming here. It's just going to be a call. Well, the first one's going to be a call. Yeah. Then they're coming down here. And I swear to you now, Skippy is getting laid. <laughs> that's my goal. Oh, I don't care if you think that's horrible. It's going to be entertaining. And that's why we're doing it. Who oh, who suffers? Skippy? Well, the girl. The girl suffers. <laughs> but she's going to do it willingly. I'm not going to tell them to rape somebody. <laughs> Clearly, there's consent involved. If you don't think that's going to be entertaining, then you're lying to yourself. Did Ryan confirm, though? Mm-mm. It's not even confirmed. I haven't heard from Ryan, but he'll say yes. <laughs> anyway. And then that, that moves me on to my next comment. Um, I've been meaning to tell you, talk to you about this, Hila. <laughs> I've lost all respect for you. <laughs> Sorry, it's true. Dan, I hear you laughing out there. I've lost all respect for you as well. And myself, I've lost all respect for myself. Hashtag new meme alert. <laughs> Man, I... I don't know what's up with this podcast, but it brings out, like, in terms of our our fans or the people who comment and participate, oh, God, it's like I've seen this comment, like, a thousand times since we started doing the podcast regularly, that I've lost all respect for you. Like, I remember the context of one of them was, like, um, I was talking about the AI stuff Mm -hmm. in the last top of the week, and one of the top comments, like, on somewhere, I don't remember where, was... Ethan needs to do more research on this. And frankly, I've lost all respect for him. That's it. <laughs> After three years of hanging out and doing this shit together, that's what it was. Isn't that what you tell like a rapist or a pedophile? I've lost all respect for you. I've seen one about me because apparently they thought I was using Internet Explorer on my laptop. Well, that's a joke. No, but they were kind of serious at the same time. Mm, it still They're like, like, how could she? I've honestly lost all. Well, it loses, but but I wasn't even using it. It was an accident. (laughs) Okay, there was this other one, like um, yeah, just basically when you're talking for three hours and you get something a little bit wrong that you you watch for three hours, and you're like, man, I disagree with that. I need to go in the comments and write, I've lost all respect for Ethan. (laughs) It's like, dude, we've been through shit together. That's it. I swear to God, I've seen that so many times. Or like last on the interview with Jake Paul. Ethan was too nice to Jake. I've lost all respect for him. Or Ethan was too harsh on him. I've lost, I've lost all, all respect. respect for him. <laughs> Ethan didn't. Oh, wow. Ethan talked about FaZe Banks. Uh, listen, talked with that. about. I've lost all respect for him. <laughs> Ethan, Ethan, about, oh, I've lost all respect. <laughs> all respect. It's all gone. All the respect is gone. So fucking, like, can we reserve that saying for something a little more serious? Simon, this is a John Oliver joke. Simon, you raped my little brother. I've lost all respect for you. That's an appropriate time to use that. Not, you made some factual, some, some of your research wasn't, wasn't, um, performed at the best it could. I've lost all respect for you. (laughs) Yeah, I'm triggered. So what? (laughs) It's just crazy. Like, 
<coughs> doing this podcast, it exposes yourself. Yeah. Because when you make an H3 video, you're editing it down, perfectly representing yourself into a 10-minute clip. Yeah, you can choose. Right. You say something in a few different ways, you can choose the best <coughs> way you said it. Right. Yeah. The editing is just like so, it's such a big part of it. And you know what you're saying, you're talking about something. But here on the podcast, you talk for three hours. It's live, it's unedited. So basically, it's just so much more raw and you're so much more exposed to the judgment of those people watching. Mm -hmm. And it's like people just fucking lose all respect to you. Yeah, I mean, that's that's it. <laughs> But it's it's hard on me and Ela emotionally too because we're opening ourselves up in a way that we never had. That's why I like the podcast because it's challenging. It makes me uncomfortable. But on the other hand, you know, I, I anyway, it's an interesting experience. Yeah. And frankly, I've lost all respect for myself. <laughs> Sheesh. But I know that there's people out there who enjoy it. So thank you to you guys. We're, we're working hard to make it better every week. Like, it's super important to me. I I have really high goals and dreams for what this show here can become. And mm -hmm. I hope that you guys see the improvement. We're working really hard to to bring that to you. And, I mean, we're going to get Skippy's dick wet. <laughs> if that's not the pinnacle, I don't know what it is. <laughs> oh, that's inappropriate. I've lost all respect for you. <laughs> yeah. Just watch. <laughs> it's going to be great. It's definitely making my skin thicker, though. <laughs> Being on YouTube, making YouTube videos makes your skin thick to one degree. But doing this, you're like fucking Colossus from the X-Men. <laughs> but you're already thick. I am thick. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I'm thick, but I am still very sensitive. <laughs> All right, let's move it on. What the fuck else I got to talk about? Talked with Ethan and Mo Bradbury. We're gonna actually at long last get them in here. Oh, I don't Jesus. know. I don't have a date yet, but I'm. On... <laughs> <laughs> well, we're gonna get them in here, and that's gonna. Be I really just good. realized if they come here, we need to set up a red carpet for them. Is that a meme? No, we need a red carpet for them. But is that just is that a reference to something, or is no, that just it's like? No, it's not. I just think we need to do. We need Dan doing a handheld with one of these cameras of them walking yeah. in the ring. We should have like twenty extras <laughs> clapping. Just bring fans in to clap for them, and then dance on the soundboard, <laughs> spamming, slamming. <laughs> they just be like, "What?" <laughs> all right, what else? So anyway. Uh, but you know, with all that complaining, I have I do have to say that I was actually looking forward to Tuesday this weekend, mm -hmm. which is a really cool, good sign. Yeah. Usually, I don't look forward to making videos because it's like I don't know. I just don't look forward to it. I kind of dread it, honestly, because it seems very, like a chore. Like, stressful. Yeah. But this, I was actually looking forward to doing. So I think that's a good sign. Um, <clears throat> found out we were nominated for a Streamy Award <laughs> in comedy. But I'm a little confused. Is Streamies one of the ones where you have to beg your fans to vote for you? Well, the real question is, is there an award show where you don't for like the web stuff? <laughs> um, not. I mean, yeah, that is. Yeah. Does it right. exist? I don't know. Because I know there's these award shows like last year, FouseyTube like swept it. And it's like all it is is just a competition to see who can beg their fans the most shamelessly to go vote for yeah. them 20 times and then if the company who's giving out the award is just like has like pop-ups and all the spammy ads on their website 
It's just a total Jeez. scheme to market the award company. I don't know if the streamies does that. Dan, can you research that without playing What's the commercial? The, what is the other sh- award show for like web stuff? <sighs> streamies and the shorties. The shorties, yeah. I think they they're the same, no? Well, if With... if streamies doesn't do it so by like a group, a secret group, that's legit. Mm-hmm. But the voting thing really ticks, like, really rubs me wrong. It's just such such a scheme, you know. I'm just trying to see if anyone in the chat knows, but <clears throat> I remember yeah, I, I just looked it up, and uh, it looks like it's completely uh, vote based, and even the nominations, which I guess means some of your fans. Uh, Wait, really? Nominates? The nominations are vote based. On their website, there's like a place where you can submit nominations. It looks like, hmm. and it's complete. So people can go vote for us for comedy. So that's such a scheme, because I, I looked online and it said the it said it was done by a group of people. That's I feel like all these internet award shows they're all they all do the same thing. They just rely on you doing your own marketing for them. Exactly. It's crazy. Whoever can promote our company the most will win a, a meaningless <laughs> award. Yeah. Thanks for making us $100,000 plus in advertising and growing and the, our brand. The thing is that everyone wants to win an award, so it's like I'm not blaming anyone for yes. going along with it, you know. <clears throat> no, but it's a, it's a but total it's, scheme. Yeah. It's a total the... scheme. So anyway, shout out to the fucking shorties. Mm. Hey, I'm just kidding. Don't go there. Streaming. Well, <laughs> whatever. Fuck. All right, I got a video for you guys to watch. Jordan's first pitch. <clears throat> Some of you guys may have seen this. If you have or haven't, it's definitely watching. I mean, this is just one of my favorite videos to come out of this whole year. So you know about the first pitch, right, Ela? Um, kind of. So whenever you open a baseball game, you have someone of a note or a public figure or... Okay. You talking about me? Oh, no, Dan. Oh. Um, come and throw the first pitch to open the game, right? So in this in this case, they had this guy, Jordan. Don't know who he is, but he's someone very important. Throw the first pitch. Pitch. Won't you please welcome the child who 10 years ago at age 7, there. before these same gentlemen on this field, spontaneously made his mad dash around the bases, <clears throat> running for the first time under his own power after years of treatment at the Jimmy Fund. Now a 17-year-old right-handed pitcher at Barnstable High School on Cape Cod. Welcome back, Jordan Oh, that's cool. So this kid is an inspiration. I guess he had some kind of surgery and he ran for himself around the field. What an inspiration. So he's back to throw the first pitch. Get him, boy. Walking out to the field. Everyone's lined up to pay their respects to this god, Jordan. He's got a, speaking of the red carpet, he's right. walking down one. He looks confident, he looks cool, he's chewing gum. <laughs> he's a total badass. <laughs> he's in a red sock. Catching soft. his pitch is the former chairman of the Jimmy Fund, Mike Andrews. This guy's throwing a couple balls right, in this time. He looks like a ball player. Get it in there, Jordan. <laughs> 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 oh my god. <laughs> Holy smokes. This poor guy. 
Yeah, well, I gotta see that again. So if you're listening to this, he yeah. basically threw a really juicy curveball that went way <laughs> to the right side of the catcher and hit some cameraman in the nuts. <laughs> the former chairman of the Jimmy Fox. Fucking creamed him, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's enough of that. No laughter? Where are you guys at? It's a fucking classic <laughs> nut shot. <laughs> Give me a break here. This is gold. Tough crowd, huh? <laughs> All right. <sighs> Man. <laughs> after our show yesterday, after the Jake Paul show, um, we had a really traumatic experience. Fucking, we're moving to a new house, and I called LA Power and Electric to change our address, mm -hmm. to cancel the service at our old house and to move into our new house. And I gave them in September, the date when we move out. And we came back after the, the Jake Paul podcast, and there was no power and no water. It was completely shut down. They came a month early to our house when nobody was there and they f did a hard shut off on all of our services. And just to give you a little perspective, we just had our trash cans put out on the street because that was the day that they like empty them. Mm -hmm. So I just, before walking into the house, we both just pulled the trash cans back to their spot. So we just touched the trash cans, which are disgusting. <laughs> and was just waiting to wash our hands as soon as we get into the house. <laughs> well, I walked in and I tried to soap my hands and then there's no water. This has got to be one of the worst feelings in the world. So I call them up. I don't know what's with government workers, but they are all so worthless. I call them up. I'm like, yo, you guys turned off my freaking power and everything. My gas, my power, my water a month early. Well, thank you for calling us, Mr. Klein. I understand you're having a little bit of an emergency. Let me escalate this to our supervisor. Or no, mm -hmm. she talks to her supervisor. She's like, my supervisor is reviewing the call to see if it was our mistake or yours. Yeah. To see if you said September or August. I'm like, all right. I mean, that's fine. Because I do want to know if I said it right or not. But mm -hmm. at the other hand, it's like, are you not? Are you just not going to help me if it wasn't? My fault? <laughs> yeah. You're just going to make me sit here with no electricity and water? Which, Which essentially, pretty yes. Pretty much, yes. Yeah. yeah. They're like, if it's not our fault, we can't get to you for like a week. I'm like, thanks, dude. I'm glad I'm paying my fucking taxes. <laughs> just come turn my shit on. I'm a human being. I've got needs. I just took a shit in my toilet. I can't flush it. <laughs> dude, you <know> that means? <laughs> so she goes. She puts me on hold for like 20 minutes. Her manager's listening to the call. She comes back. She says, hi, uh, my manager just listened to the call. And uh, you did, in fact, say August. We listened to it. You said August. And I was like, no, I, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. I says, no way. Let me talk to your supervisor and let me hear that tape. Well, Mr. Klein, she clearly heard August. And that's I'm afraid that's all I can do for you. So, so Ethan said, okay, fine, but please send me a copy of that tape. I want to hear it for myself. Right. And then she was like, okay, you know what? We'll listen to it again. 
I'm insisting that they send me the, the copy of the conversation. So meanwhile, when I keep pushing, she's like, you know what? You know what? My manager, she's actually still listening to the call. Yeah. I'm like, okay. So she puts me back on hold. She comes back five minutes later and she's like, you know what? The, the recording was really low. So she couldn't hear it very well. But we've actually, you did say September. So it's our <laughs> mistake. And meanwhile, Ela's looking at me like, you fucked up. And I'm starting to get my own head like, did I fuck up? <laughs> because Ethan was on the phone with them, so. Well, these lazy fucks. <laughs> did they even listen to the call? Oh, it was low. You did say September. That doesn't make any sense. After you insist on getting a copy. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? So. So then. Anyway, I had to. <laughs> I had to wait for them for three hours. It was already dark, so I just uh, sat in our car because Ethan had to go. Well, we were supposed to go to a meeting together, Yeah. but they're like, I can only do it now and you have to be there. Oh, this is the next part. The person I'm talking to, the, the lady who's like my supervisor is listening to the tape. I was like, do we have to be there? She's like, no, as long as there's access. So we're like, great. So we start heading out. And then someone else calls me to confirm the appointment. And she's like, somebody has to be there. Yeah. I was like, what? Do you guys talk to each other? So then I have to go back, drop off Ela, who sits in the dark in our in our driveway. <laughs> yeah, for three hours. <laughs> and a Prius just sitting in the darkness. What are you doing there? I was just and and my phone battery was dying. Yeah, so it was, it was all great. Never washed my hands. <laughs> <laughs> she survived, by the way. She never washed her hands, but she doesn't have Ebola. You survived. So that was a little drama we had. These are the people running our 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 world. <laughs> at least they did fix it at the end. They did fix it, and then we did have power. Oof, man! Oh man! I'm telling you, I'm not saying. No, I don't want to. No, but I was terrorism. afraid it was going to be a whole weekend like that because it was oh, it was right before the weekend. Yeah, I was just about to incite t domestic terrorism, but in a joking manner. But I think probably not the best climate to make those jokes. Yeah. Just imagine I had made a joke about inciting also, domestic terror against government. I like that Felix PewDiePie yeah. just said that too. Because before he was like, I'm just making jokes about, you know, Nazi stuff. Mm -hmm. But I'm, obviously I'm not a Nazi. But it seems like now you in this... <laughs> Climate, you can't even make the jokes. It. Like, don't. You know what loved me? Felix made this video where he's like, okay, I'm going to finally do this, even though it's stupid. I'm denouncing these people. Mm -hmm. And guess guess what? YouTube trended that video. <laughs> yeah. Of all the videos he's made in the past six <laughs> months since that whole shit happened, they're like, this is all algorithmic, the trending. We're going to trend this video. I got more to say about that later. But I do have an important story to tell. Actually, you know what? Uh, this story's stupid. But we can talk about the trending now, because I was just going to say, whenever you ask YouTube how they choose what goes on trending, mm -hmm. they say it, it's just an algorithm, and it depends on how much the video was shared <laughs> across Such the Internet. Bullshit. Like if it was shared on some other sites. Right. But then you see videos trending that no, there's no way that they were shared anywhere. NBC News. Jeff Dunham talks about his why peanut. Well, they wouldn't trend that. <laughs> Lil, uh, Superwoman's new video with 200 views is trending again. Not even her. Yeah. You really see like 
You really see some dumb ones there. Could hop over there now. I, the trending list is such bullshit. So anyway, the thing is that our, our podcast with Jake Paul was basically, let's see here. Oh, my God. Actually, where would I write that? So we are trending in, well, you know, I'll get to that in a sec. We're skipping ahead. I've got this all planned out. Okay. But this is the first thing I wanted to do before we get into that. Because I want to talk about that, and I want to talk about all the content ID freaking bullcrap we went through, too. But there's something really important we need to do before that. Which is, neighbors have a broom fight. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need that. Watch this shit. I was dying when I watched this thing. This dude is holding a broom. I don't know what this lady's doing. She's got a uh, can of spray paint. And she's tagging up his property. Oh, yeah, you shouldn't do that. This, this dude upstairs is filming. So she's got like white spray paint. She's tagging up his bush. So who, whose place is that? So why are you? Why, this dude's upstairs why are you filming. Here, like doing all this stuff. You know, I know who he is. He's my neighbor. The fuck is, what is she that? doing? That thing. Hey, hey, you shouldn't, yeah. She's tagging all his barbecue. <laughs> so this guy keeps chasing after her with this broom every time she tags him up. But hold on, this is building up to something special. Don't dishearten. I'm telling you, this shit pays off. Hey, did you just eat that? So now she's oh now she's walking out <laughs> with the broom handle, and you know shit's about to go down. Star, what's the new Star Wars coming out? The Last Jedi. This is that. This is an official preview. Look at this show off, dude. This is like an old Western showdown. So she's walking out with spray paint in one hand and the mop in another one, and homie's coming out with this broom now to confront her. She's got her on her back like a badass. She's ready to go Shogun on her. This is fucking enter the 21 chambers. Look at this. Doing some ninja shit. Oh. Here they go, dude. They're jousting. Get them. Dude, look at this. This is going down. They're having a fucking... They're having a crackhead broom joust. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's amazing. The payoff and build up to that was so good. <laughs> when she comes, like, walking out with her own broom handle, and you realize you have a good old fashioned, like, samurai battle. <laughs> Here, watch this, Hila. <laughs> <laughs> So good. Oh, it's such a, you know, it's just, I love the, the evolution. It's such a great paced story of good and evil. As soon as she walked out with that broom, that was so funny. So good. And she's, oh man, all right, let's move it on. So anyway, let's get serious. What the fuck were we talking about? Oh yeah, I have a really serious story. This is really serious. I'm not kidding. Like, I know we joke here. 
I know, like, you come here to have fun and laugh and forget about your troubles, but this one's kind of important. So just, you know, listen up. <laughs> what you got? <laughs> so the other day, right before Jake Paul, I went in the bathroom to take a shit. Okay. So what some of us have heard. Some of you may have heard this story, but I didn't say it officially on the podcast. I okay. said it immediately after I came back, but I think it's important to share with the world at large. <laughs> I was taking a shit right before. I don't know what's with my body. I've heard people saying that they never shit at work because their body's like, oh, I need to be in my natural habitat. And I love mm. that as a philosophy. But every time I step foot in the office, I'm ready to shit my pants. <laughs> I hate it. Two minutes, like... 45 seconds before that launch clock was about to hit, I was walking in with a little toilet paper hanging out my underwear. <laughs> anyway, I'm in there taking a shit, and these two white-collar businessmen walk in, talking amongst themselves, talking about golf. They sound like really rich to-do guys, right? One's at the urinal, one hits the stall right next to him, and he starts blasting ass. Like, sometimes you take a shit, it comes out, like, silently, delicately. It gets cupped into the water, and it's like a perfect 10 out of 10 Olympic dive. No splash. Uh-huh. Sometimes <laughs> you fucking squirt, like, and this guy was squirting. That's gross. Right? Like, sometimes you squirt so bad that shit gets on your butt cheeks. Not just your uh, asshole, but your butt cheeks. Okay, okay. That was, I'm just trying to illustrate <laughs> the, the severity of the shit he was having. So he walks in, immediately drops trout, blasts ass. Their, conf- their conversation doesn't miss a beat. One's on the urinal, one's on the shitter. Doesn't miss a beat. They keep talking about golf. His friend at the urinal finishes, goes to the sink to wash his hands. The friend on the shitter, who was blasting out, finishes at the same time. He doesn't reach for toilet paper. He, fi- I swear to God, it was like a 30 seconds, and then he... He lifts back up his trousers. That is I, unbelievable. Didn't wipe. Didn't wipe. That's, he didn't reach for one single square. Mm-hmm. Exits the stall and they leave the bathroom together. I don't even think he washed his hands. And the, the weird part is like, if you're a weirdo and you don't wipe your ass, why would you do it? Why would you make your friend an accomplice to that? <laughs> right? I've never seen anything like that. I was shocked. I was in there like I was in there just absolutely losing my mind. You know? And you're still disturbed by it. Well, I had yes. Like Since this Friday. is the the Tuesday episode's really more like therapy than and <laughs> I'm really not here to entertain you guys if I'm being honest. This is just to get it out. And frankly, I've lost all respect for those guys. <laughs> I wonder what did they do in the building? Because... He didn't wash his hands or wipe. The worst part, yeah. Hmm. He's probably a chiropractor. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I always wonder. Like, how do dudes shit at their pants? How do they get streak marks? And I guess there's people out there who just straight up don't wipe. Then he gives mm. his dirty whites to his w- wife. He's like, here's honey. Here's a fucking shit stained of dirty whites. I didn't think these people existed. Neither. I don't know. That's why the bathroom's so fucking cool. Is it? Because when you're in a stall, and when I'm in there, I'm quiet. Nobody knows I'm there. I'm like a fucking ghost. Mm-hmm. You know? And you get to see people in a very intimate setting. Like, you're like, oh, damn, what's going on in here? It's like a... I, I feel like you could do it. I don't a, see it that way. I try no? to do it as fast as I can and leave. But you never... You don't really get to see people in the shitting. Like, it's very private. 
mm-hmm. and you're doing it in a public place. I feel like if you were a sociologist, you could set up a really <laughs> profound <laughs> experiment there. I think Joey Salts could set up a really profound experiment. <laughs> I think he has actually. You should preach that to him. There's this one pranks that pranksters do that I actually think is funny and horrible. Uh, you know, assuming that it's not set up. They do it where they'll go in a stall next to someone shitting and then like <laughs> wipe Nutella on their shoes. They'll be like, hey, do you can do you have extra toilet paper? Oh yeah. And they hand the roll underwards <laughs> and they wipe Nutella on their hand yeah. as they grab the roll. It's gotta be set up though. It's gotta be. Yeah. But I have seen that. Or they'll uh, the worst one is they'll actually wipe it on their shoes. Right. Who did that? We saw that. Some some piece of shit. One prankster. of those YouTube pranksters, which is why it has to be set up. There's no. I way. think so. Yeah, I think so. I like to think so. <laughs> kind of wish we could pull it. <laughs> Although up right here's now. something that women don't go through that guys do go through. Sometimes because I wear sandals a lot, I'll stand next to a guy at a urinal. Oh God! And the don't dude's tell me. Fucking urine. No. Splashes on my fucking feet, dude. That. Ew. I'm telling you, it happens, and it's horrifying. I'm just giving you the realities of what life is out there, Ela. But I'm sure it's weird shit goes on in the women's bathroom. No. Really? Fuck like what? Periods? <laughs> well, yeah, but what? Like, sometimes I walk into, like, in college, we had a co-ed bathroom. And I remember sometimes there would be, like, the remnants of a period in the toilet. And, like, there's a blood, mm. like, pool of red blood at the bottom because it's heavier than water, I guess. That Those was pretty are gross. not very often. But it's not on your feet. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. There's no, like, interaction. No, that's that's pretty much as bad as it gets. It could be really messy sometimes in the women's bathroom. Is there any, like... Like, the, I feel like sometimes it's more messy than the men's bathroom. Mm-hmm. But there's no interaction. No period blood squirted on your feet. No. <laughs> huh. Yeah, that sounds a lot worse. <laughs> Somehow that sounds worse. <laughs> no, that's probably the worst thing is when another dude's urine splash on my feet. It's just like, dude, I, I, you can't blame them either. That's the <laughs> thing. They're not fucking up. It's a shitty bathroom. I'm telling you, man, this is therapy. This is good for me. You guys are incidental to this. <laughs> so anyway, what else we got? Oh, you guys, I'm sure you all heard about the solar eclipse. Yeah. The whatever eclipse. Whatever. It was actually really cool. We woke up that morning. It was yesterday, right? Yeah. Right? Right? Anyway, whatever. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, it was a, It was this week. <laughs> it was yesterday. Day optional. Let's say it was yesterday. And I woke up. I didn't see the eclipse because I didn't have the f- space goggles that are apparently sold out, by the way. Can we, observe, can we just acknowledge how those space goggle people made a killing? <laughs> made a billion dollars from those space goggles. <laughs> Probably costs like five cents to make that shit. It was sold out in the whole country. You can't buy space goggles. So I wasn't able to actually view it. But the lighting was really eerie and spooky. Like Mm -hmm. it was just super unnatural feeling. Yeah, it was weird. Like it was. It was like normal, but weird. I don't know how to. It was just dark, but it felt dust like dusty and murky. But there it was, it was like a clear bright sky. And dark at the same time. But here, somebody did actually get a video because this is in LA, so we had about a seventy percent to a total eclipse. But here's a video I found of somebody who had a total eclipse, um, and it's 
was really cool to watch. Really awesome and very fascinating. <laughs> More fascinating than anything, really. Fascinating. Ethan, fascinating. all the podcasts is Ethan saying fascinating. I've lost all respect for him. <laughs> that, that sounds, sounds really like a that sounds like <laughs> a that really fascinating. That sounds really fascinating. Oh jeez. It sounds like a joke, <laughs> but I swear to God that was an unironic comment I saw. Alright, so is there sound on this? I guess there's no sound. But anyway, you can see here I'm showing a video of the moment that it becomes a total eclipse. I'm not sure. This is for, somewhere in the path where it's probably close to 100%. Here you go. It's just turning into night. It's so bizarre. Dan, can you play the Brazzo music? <laughs> Look at this. It's so cool. It's so cool. It's just, uh, you can see, oh, that looks so badass. Seriously. It's just straight up nighttime. The The lights are on on the street. It looks like it's 8, 8 p.m. Really cool. That's crazy. Space is dope. Um, there's this one picture that came out of the eclipse. This picture is unreal. Look at this. You see this what? shit? It's a plane <laughs> driving right as the total eclipse is about oh to occur. God. Perfectly geometric. It looks like a sword. Yeah, that's, I thought, I, I didn't know what I was looking at. I saw on Reddit the guy who took it was by sheer accident, apparently. But what? that's got to be one of the coolest <laughs> pictures ever taken. If we're all, if we all perish and Now like, I wish I saw it. Yeah, that does look pretty awesome. I don't think it looks quite like that. These are like um, special telescopes and mm -hmm. stuff. But if we perish, you know, this is pretty cool. We we got to observe that. <laughs> what else we got? That was a little dramatic. That was a little fucking dramatic. How do I remove this? There How you do go. you remove I got what? it. Hmm. What else? I got a bunch of really cool... Um, Oh yeah, this is another thing. This is so cool about total solar eclipses. If you guys have seen this, like basically, if you look at shadows of a tree during a total eclipse, what you're seeing is a projection of the eclipse. And it, the concept behind it is really cool because essentially, because the light beam <clears throat> right gets so small that it's like a, it's kind of like a camera effect. Is that what it is? <clears throat> well, what it's kind of ex exhibiting is that you just when you look at a wall during a normal sun it's just flooded with light it's just one consistent light but it actually consists of a ton of light beams yeah. individual light beams and so this is what it's showing you can actually now see the individual light beams with the eclipse here because it's broken the light is broken in half i didn't really understand that's it's so it's such so trippy imagine being like a native american and seeing this shit like no wonder they have all these superstitious beliefs and so it's basically i've learned about it in art school it's kind of like what happens inside a camera basically right it's a right. when you close the shutter and right or the iris huh you could do it on, like in your house for example if you in a room and you make it all dark, and on a window, 
like cover it so it's completely dark uh-huh. but leave one tiny hole you'll get on if you have like a window and like a wall across from it if you leave just a tiny hole in the window on the wall you'll get a reflection of the street and it's upside down right yeah you can try it at home it's so it's pretty cool. cool and that's how the classic painters used to paint right yeah they would cheat mm-hmm. they would get a reflection through a little hole in the wall and and trace over it yeah fucking cheaters <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio, or <laughs> all right, I'll end it there. I'll drop. I'll stop trying to sound smart after that one. Here's another picture. This is middle of the day. That is the moon right in the middle of the sun, in the middle of the day, and it's pitch black. Here, it's really cool. Anyway, you guys know how it works. You you guys know how that shit works. So, but something that I did find funny was that Neil Smoke DeGrasse Tyson made a tweet a couple of days ago. Where he's like, <laughs> told it, I don't know, because there was like a huge mania I know. about it. Like, it was a frenzy. It's almost annoying. Like, every person I ran into on the street was like, are you going to watch the solar eclipse? Like, no, I'm not. I'm here <laughs> in LA. I have shit to do. <laughs> it's just like... I wish I traveled somewhere, but you seem are you tra- are you are you traveling to Ohio? <laughs> well, apparently in these places, the path of the total solar eclipse, there was like millions of people. Yeah. Well, anyway, Neil De- Neil Smoke DeGrasse Tyson said, "Total solar eclipse occurs somewhere on Earth every two years." So just calm yourself when people tell you they're rare. <laughs> so I guess it's not that big of a deal. Although, just to explain why, like they occur somewhere on Earth, so you're not flying to Indonesia, yeah, in two years or wherever yeah. it's going to be next, or the middle of the Pacific. It so <laughs> happens I think the last one that occurred over the United States was 40 years ago. So why don't you back the fuck up and not be <laughs> such a wet towel? I love the solar eclipse. I'm an eclipse boy. I like that tweet. <laughs> you like that tweet? You would. <laughs> you guys are professional haters. <laughs> Anyway, he, he he does have a point. <laughs> just a little, just a little perspective. <clears throat> what else? Um, oh, let's th- let's thank Seat Geek, Seat Geek really fast. Thank you to our sponsor. What happened? Oh, oh my computer just laptop. restarted. That's nice. <laughs> Man, this thing's a piece of crap. Can you hear me? Is everything all right, Dan? Yeah, you're good. Okay. Oh, yeah, the computer's donezo. Okay. Uh, thank you so much to our sponsor today, Seat Geek. Uh, SeatGeek is an app that aggregates tickets to live events from all over the web to make buying simple. They put a 0 to 100 score on each ticket to let you know if you're getting a good deal or a bad deal. The good ones are green and the bad ones are red. Here's my favorite part. If you order a seat, the app basically lets you see the view from your seat. Mm-hmm. So if you get a Dodgers ticket or a sporting event, you can actually get the view from that seat and understand exactly where you're sitting in the stadium so you know if it's a good or bad seat. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you what else, okay? If you head on over to SeatGeek and use code, they don't have a custom URL. There's a link in the description. If you use code H3H3, you get $20 off your first order. There's a link in the description Dan, you should be spamming it too for Twitch. It's not a. I mean, basically, you just get the app. You download the app and you, use code H three H three. Yeah, it's not a custom um, URL. I'm actually a huge fan of SeatGeek because there's so many shitty 
predatory um, ticket agents out there. Yeah. They're like, oh, you um, – the, the tickets are $10, but the service fee is 1000 God, I hate ticket, ma- ticket companies, but SeatGeek is one of the good ones. So if you are in the market to hit up an event, anything, they've got everything there, and you want to support the show, head on over to SeatGeek and use code H3H3. Click the link in the description to help support the show and get yourself some great tickets with $20 off your first order. Thank you to SeatGeek. All right. My computer f- flipping shreked. Um, I was about to talk about the content ID shit on the Jake Paul episode. Mm-hmm. That was such a nightmare. Actually, I need to get water. I can't take a break, though, because I'm not logged in. My computer died. What does that matter? I need water, essentially, is what I'm saying. You want to? <laughs> I'll be right back. So you want well, to take a five-minute break? break? Are you logged in? Uh, Dan is logged in. Are you in. logged in? So just, you have to do a little bit of Frankensteining here. But I'll just say, we will be back in a, sh- well, do we even need that for the YouTube version? This isn't, because you're, there's no break. It's just like a cut. No, yeah, we don't need it. Just say it to the people watching right now. So <laughs> I think they know by now. To the people watching, I'm going to take a short break to get some water. Um, hold on, I think I'm, I'm back. All right, hang, just hang back here one sec, guys. Why did my computer die if I lift it a little bit? I th- I would call that a design flaw. <laughs> this isn't the first time this happened. This old laptop. We gotta buy a new one. Oh man, dude. All right, uh, we'll be back in a short two minutes, guys. Stay tuned. We are got more spicy hot schmutz on the way. Proclaim the name of Brazzo. There's only one gaze that I've lost all respect for. <laughs> You're not gonna give me a Brazzo? Shit. Dila's not. Alright, alright, soon. Pull it out. <laughs> right, we've got enough gazing. Hope you guys are feeling reinvigorated after that gaze. And I am ready to jump right in. So, where were we? Basically, yeah, um,. So we did the Jake Paul episode last uh, last week. I think it went really well. I was happy with the way it went. Mm-hmm. The amount of complaining is is crazy. Like, I don't know what people... People are complaining that I'm going too easy on him. And that yeah. they've lost all respect for him. Me emphasize on all respect. Lost all respect. All respect. But the thing is, do you guys really want, like, me just to come in here and berate him? I mean, this is a place to have an actual conversation. My goal here when I have a guest like Jake Paul is to give you an insight to what kind of person he actually is. And he does that by answering questions, right? Yeah. 
And sometimes, like when with the Post Malone thing, he kind of gives me a bullshit answer, and that's when I can move on him to make some kind of confrontation, right? But the whole point is to have a mature conversation. If you're for, if you're here for any other reason, then I've lost all respect for you, frankly. <laughs> I mean, it's just we're all people, you know. We can't. It's not like he's just an enemy, and we're just gonna be mean to him. Right. Obviously, we disagree with a lot of stuff he does and the yeah, way course. he creates his content, but that doesn't mean, you know, the, this is a war that he's going to walk into. He's still a person. And I think that's the most interesting thing for me when we have a guest like that. What excites me is to humanize this person for better or worse, right? Like if they're full of shit, I will call them on it. But I want to humanize them. I want them to. See, I want you to see them as a person because they are, and that's interesting. Mm -hmm. I think that's interesting, and that's not even the main point. The main, uh, uh, or I mean, that is the main point. But other things to consider is if we bring every guest here that we disagree with and just berate them, who's going to want to ever come on our show? Yeah, it's ridiculous. But that anyway. So we we uploaded that, and usually we we post the vod. To YouTube like a day later or two days later and what happened because we have to do some post-production on it We have to export it. We have to upload it to YouTube What happens is that people on Twitch are able to rip clips from our live stream and post it on YouTube first mm -hmm. And I've never went through such a cancer like YouTube is so fucked. Oh my god So one dude like there was like a thousand bootleg clips with a tons of views ranging from you know three minutes up to the whole the whole the two episode, hours yeah. one of them was like a six-minute clip of Us talking about him doxing post Malone and that video was uploaded well before our official one and it received like 4 million views in 24 hours um, And I wrote to you there's like a freaking sirens outside yeah. I wrote to YouTube Basically immediately when I noticed it and I said, please remove this video It's infringing on my copyright. It was just a rip-off. There was nothing added. So obviously it was a copyright violation <laughs> Competing with our own video and they respond after 10 hours This video already has 10 million views and they says we need more information from you proving this is your video That's 10 hours in it's already has 4 million views. It's trending YouTube even trended this video in like where was it? Yeah, Canada, but we're in some country not not in the US, but they did they actually trended this ripped off clip and I spoke to um, After like 20 hours, we finally got it removed, but I like this. I'm emailing them from the official h3 podcast email and They need more information from me to prove it's my clip. <laughs> I says okay So this guy ripped off three million views. He's probably made three to five thousand dollars from that Like what can we do about that and my rep says this? Well, the only way you can get that is to ask him ask the guy who ripped it off nicely <laughs> I'm Like are you fucking kidding <laughs> <Good> me? <luck. laughs> it's interesting to get the perspective of both sides because I've always been on the side of like abusers, copyright holders, but now to be on the side of a copyright holder who's being fucked over by somebody is really mm -hmm. interesting. The only way you can get your money back from this theft, it's that easy to scam on YouTube? Yep, that's why there's so many people who do it. It's crazy. So our video wasn't on YouTube, and then algorithmically, YouTube thinks that this pirated clip 
is the original one of the podcast because ours isn't up there yet. So they think ours is a derivative of the one that that guy ripped mm-hmm. off from us. So it's getting promoted, it's being suggested, it's being on the homepage and all that shit that our ma- that our video actually isn't getting because yeah. it's considered a derivative. It took 12 hours to get it removed and we don't get any of that money back. It was so... uh Man, it was so frustrating. I was just really shocked by the it's whole process. It's weird because every time we talk to people at YouTube, they all know us. They all know what we do. Mm-hmm. They're all fans, right? They always say, oh, we're fans. Fans. But then it's like, do you guys see that there's a re-upload of our show being trended right now and getting 4 million views? Is, is nobody seeing it? I don't understand. I love that. The re-upload gets trended. And ours, of course, is nowhere. Well, that's not quite true, actually. So we have this theory that our, our pod, our, not just our podcast, our whole brand is completely banned from trending. The last time we were trended was basically before the humongous, that whole story broke. And I swear to God, I have a conspiracy theory that our channel got on the shit list because of our stance to defend humongous. And we got marked as like a, a hate channel. Mm-hmm. Or a drama channel or something like that. And we got we got totally fucked where our channel wasn't showing up on the homepage. It wasn't showing up in Related. It wasn't showing up in the sidebar. And recently I did speak with somebody at YouTube who seems to have resolved that for us. But I think we're banned from trending. Because it wasn't before yeah. then and nothing of ours. So let me put this in perspective for you. The podcast was number one trending in Canada. And this is a pattern. What the fuck is this screenshot? That is so worthless. What is this? What is it? That is not related to anything. (laughs) What the (laughs) hell was that? Hold on. Uh, Maybe this one's it. Yeah, here you go. So (laughs) I see this all the time. Our videos trending in Canada, Australia, the UK, Mm -hmm. but never in the United States. It's been at least a year that we haven't been on the trending in the U.S. So, this was, the podcast was trending number one in Canada, it was trending in Iceland, it was trending in Sweden, these are all screenshots people sent us, it's trending in Latvia, it was trending in Germany, this podcast. But, I don't know. I'm so over YouTube, man. There's so many problems, and I I really think that the management of YouTube is just, is run by ideological fucking zealots. Like, this should be a democratic platform based on people what wants to be seen is shown i mean they own the company they have the right to do whatever they want but they're they're tricky about it yeah they operate in shadow the trending page is just at least like yeah be transparent about what's happening there they can't you know why because the same thing with the google memo because what they're doing is probably illegal or at or at best very unscrupulous Mm -hmm. so they can't they can't be upfront about it. I feel like most of the people who work there actually don't know what's ha- what's really happening. It's there. true. Because everyone you would ask, they'll say the same answer, like, "Oh, it's just it's based on an algorithm, based on how much a video was shared on that's other why, platforms." They always that's why say every that. Casey Neistat video is trending. Yeah, there's always, every single Casey Neistat video has ever made is trending. It's always the same people. You'll only see the same people there. They choose really marketable people because mm-hmm. they, they always give me the same response about trending. Oh, it doesn't get you that many views or subscribers. So, who, so what, you know, don't worry about it. That's what they always tell us. 
But they they market they put the marketable people there, right? Because the people who are in trending get noticed by brands and companies, and basically become the face of YouTube, mm-hmm. which hold, has a lot of perks beyond being subscribers or views. Yeah, you always see the same people like Liza. I'm not. First of all, I'm not making any value judgment about these people. No, I think they're yeah. all talented people. It's but not you, about the people. It's about how the trending page is being run. Yeah. You see Liza Koshy, you see Casey Neistat is the most obscene. Like, you literally see every video there. It's shameless. It's been going on for years. It's gotten to the point where you go to his comments and they're all like, why is Casey on trending again? Or why mm-hmm. is he being suggested to me? I've never watched one of his videos. You see the Vlog Brothers, like, they'll show up there with like 100,000 views, and I'm like, what? Uh, Superwoman. You see the same people there. It's, it's, it's annoying. I really want to find a way to be independent of YouTube. It's getting frustrating. It's like you have this shadowy master who holds their your fate in your hand. They they control whether you you know are successful or not. Pretty much, it's not democratic at all. Anyway, let me let me just segue into my next point here as, as smoothly as possible and, and watch a fucking deaf ninja warrior get disqualified immediately but he's <laughs> deaf so he can't hear the whistles and the and everyone Crunchy. telling him that he failed this is some grade age <laughs> cringe my friend this is something straight out of a sketch comedy show and i feel my heart breaks for this guy but it is really special to watch night from his stepson josh so josh will let paul know when the buzzer sounds to start his run what an inspirational bloke what an inspiration There you go. There's the signal, and he's underway. Paul Cashin, 48 years of old, from So his water, his foot touched the water, so he's disqualified. Yeah. But he can't hear the buzzer, oh, no. and he can't hear anybody <laughs> saying that he's out. That's not fair. Is this but tragic or what? Oh. Touch of the water. And once you've got a wet foot, you oh can't recover. He's, he's just. And someone had to climb up the monkey bars and be like, "Yo, dude, you're disqualified." And the dude's deaf, so he can't understand what he's saying. So he's looking around at his son, who signs, and he's like, what is he saying? I so can't watch this. His son's trying to get his attention now, because the dude climbed up the monkey bar to say, you're disqualified. So now his son's signaling, and he's like, hey, no. you're out. I oh. can't watch this. Oh this my is God. all live. Look at this shit. His stepson receiving the news. Oh, man. Sadly so that brutal. he is disqualified. It took a little Advil. time because of the Advil. signing that had to be done to Paul. But he's just learned you that know, he's disqualified. God bless him for getting out there and trying. He'll be back yeah. next year and he's going to kill it. But this whole situation is just so, so amazing. That was sad a and bl- funny. A, a deaf ninja warrior being immediately disqualified and can't hear. It's like, oh my God, it's a cartoon. Anyway, I love this format. I get in too deep on something serious and I'm like, all right, let's watch this fucking crap. <laughs> Clears it right up. All right. So now I got to make a little correction. Again, once again, going back to the Jake Paul episode. So, I don't know if I like this format. Really? Why like have we got finished talking about one uh, topic and then move on. Were we not done? This is a different topic. we've already talked about Jake Paul. This like, is the face banks different. thing. This is the face bank thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's very dense. you got to break it up. I feel like I step into your mind with the ADH3. Step into the mind of madness. <laughs> I've lost all respect for myself. We should rename this podcast from H3 Podcast to I've Lost All Respect for You podcast. ADH3 Podcast. It's not. I have a method. It's not. It's this great. You got some goofs and then you get real. 
Where did the get real <laughs> face? Get real with me. We've talked about Jake Paul in three it's not about Jake segments Paul. already. Well, let me get into it. It's not about Jake Paul. In the Jake Paul episode, <laughs> yeah. he accused FaZe Banks, which we spoke about briefly during that episode, of like um, putting his assistant in a headlock and bruising her neck. Okay? Yeah. It was a huge allegation. And a lot, and when we did that show, FaZe hadn't made any statements about it. But he made a response video that turned into this huge internet drama, which, by the way, you can't accuse, like, that's kind of a serious accusation. Yeah. I don't think at the time I expressed in a position where were the other. If you did think that I was supporting Jake, that wasn't my intention at all. I was merely just asking about it. I'm not taking any sides. I'm not taking FaZe Bank's side here. But I just think it's fair to represent his counter-argument, mm-hmm. since we gave Jake's, and that's just one side of the story, right? So, FaZe Banks basically says, I mean, this is a... Well, he's denying everything. He's, yeah, he's denying right. everything. <clears throat> and the one thing that kind of makes me, you know, makes me... Look, the whole thing is so weird. Like, this is serious stuff. This isn't beef. We can't be joking about, like, choking women. I know. Um... So FaZe apparently went to the nightclub, or FaZe Banks, went to the nightclub and got the security footage. And on the security footage, there was no record of the incident, mm-hmm. is what he said on Twitter. But I would think that Jake, after making that allegation, and then Banks makes a video saying, like, somebody from Team 10 drugged him. That they were there trying to get him drunk. And that this whole thing was orchestrated as something to, I don't know, fuck with him. Which seems pretty out there. The whole thing seems so out it's, there. Yeah. At that point, it's just like the whole story is just... <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Leave me out of this. Yeah. <clears throat> but the one thing is that Jake makes this video being like, you choked out my assistant and I'm going to go get the security footage. And, you know, he hasn't really had any substantial response. And according to Banks, the security footage shows no incident. Well, apparently they reported it to the police, right? right. And so they're let looking them handle into it. it so, yeah, let yeah. them handle it. Anyway, that's it. That's all I want to say about it. So, you know, I'm not. Yeah, Do I'm I, not getting involved. If in this anyone shit. thought that we did take a side, we're not taking a I side. Am, yeah, definitely not. I mean, I'm just hearing Jake out because it's he's sitting here. I'm listening to his side of the story. Anyway, that's 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 my take on that whole thing. But it's way too, way too spicy to get involved in. It's like a YouTube drama to the extreme. YouTube drama Chris Brown edition. <laughs> I love hating on Chris Brown. He's so hateable. He looks like a... F- he. He's... How is that guy still popular, man? I don't know. I guess that's a separate conversation, eh? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Fair enough. So, Scarelli, as we, we talked about him, friend of the show, everybody's a friend of the show now. And I frankly, I've lost all respect for us. Yeah. Um, so, I got some excerpts from the jurors on Scarelli's case. So, they're, so, how it works when somebody goes to a trial is that they interview jurors randomly from the populace in that area to sit on the jury to make a judgment call on this guy after witnessing the trial. And they ask them a bunch of questions to see if they're biased because you want a juror who's not biased, who's mm-hmm. fit to serve and can think rationally and fairly about the case. Yeah. So they bring in people and they ask them a bunch of questions. And based on their answers, they'll either select them or, you know, send them away or relieve them of their duty. Right. So I got some excerpts of 
the lawyer asking these jurors what they think about Scarelli, and they're actually quite quite spicy here. Let's see here. The, so here's one. The court says the purpose of jury selection is to ensure fairness and impartiality in this case. If you think that you could be fair and impartial, it is your duty to tell me. If you could not be fair, it is your duty to tell mm-hmm. me. All right, juror number one. I'm aware of the defendant and I hate him. <laughs> they says, I'm sorry. I think he's a greedy little man. <laughs> Damn, I guess you're excused. Although it's way more admirable to just say that, honestly, than to be like, oh, I don't know him while holding a grudge and then <laughs> obstructing justice. Yeah. Uh, juror number 59. Your Honor, totally he's guilty and in no way can I let him slide out of anything. Okay, is that your attitude towards anyone charged with a crime who has not been proven guilty? It's my attitude towards his whole demeanor and what he's done to people. All right, we're going to excuse you, sir. And then he follows up with, and he disrespected the Wu-Tang Clan. <laughs> Af- That's right. Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. Probably played that in his head. I love that. On, the, on his way out. And he disrespected the Wu-Tang. <laughs> Is that the Wu-Tang or is that the whatever sign? I think that's Wu-Tang, right? <laughs> it could be both. It's both. Whatever. <laughs> there's like a whole slew of these, man. Is that it? No, there's more than one. Um, the question is, have you heard anything that would affect your ability in this case to be open-minded? I don't think I can be because he looks like kind of a dick. <laughs> You are juror number 144, and we will excuse you. <laughs> well, if you ever want to get out of jury duty, fresh tips from Martin Scarelli's case. Anyway. Pretty pretty sassy. Is there more? I think that's it. Yeah. So that's a spicy little hot Yeah. Thing. And then finally, or, yeah, I mean, yeah, this is finally... So, once again, I got a lot of disrespect for talking about Elon, too. I, people have mm-hmm. lost all respect for me. <laughs> yeah, Elon's okay, but Ethan's lack of research <laughs> made me lose all respect for him. Elon Musk, who I still love and who's an angel, and I'm going to put him in the thumbnail with a halo and a glow around his silhouette. <laughs> Do you understand? <laughs> I don't care about your respect. I just want Elon's dick in my mouth. <laughs> So Elon Musk is leading a collective of 116 experts calling for an outright ban on killer robots, weaponized robots. Um, open letter signed by Tesla chief and Google's Mus- uh, CEO um, urges the UN to block use of lethal Why autonomous. Why don't you put it on the screen so we can? Oh yeah, I'll open this. Read it you know what? You. That's some high level shit, Ela. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so essentially what's going on, this is not really so much about like artificial intelligence as it is, well, I guess it is, it's weaponizing like advanced computers and and AI. And they're basically saying in this article, this collective that we need to regulate this shit before we usher in a third wave of weaponized combat. Mm -hmm. Well, it's like. First, you had like modern warfare, then you had nuclear bombs, and they're saying that this third wave of AI, 
machine fueled uh, warfare is going to is going to be even worse than all of those. That's pretty scary. <laughs> like they they says that um, Dan, you have some of those quotes about what they said. What they say. Once de- here, once developed, lethal autonomous weapons will permit armed conflict to be fought on a scale greater than ever, at time scales faster than humans can comprehend. That's the crazy thing about AI, where it's like, you don't even understand what they're doing until the whole fucking world. They're playing a chess game, essentially, <laughs> we're with playing mass checkers. weapons. And we're, hey, that's right. I mean, Sofalo had it right all, after all these years. <laughs> these can be weapons of terror, weapons of despots and terrorists used against innocent populations, and weapons hacked to behave in undesirable ways. We, we don't have long to act. Once this Pandora's box is open, it will be hard to close. Experts have previously warned that AI technology has reached a point where the development of autonomous weapons is feasible within years. So this is pretty scary stuff. It's the shit you see in movies. It's, <laughs> it's happening, okay. I'm telling you, listen to him. About everything. Listen to Elon about everything. <laughs> I've lost all respect for you, Ethan. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm fucking kidding. And even if I wasn't, chill out. Plus, all respect for myself. <laughs> so here, uh, so nor our South Korea is already using fully autonomous oh, like God. AI weapons on the border, Great. the demilitarized zone. I love this called the demilitarized zone, <laughs> militarized zone. And it's got like the most advanced weapons on Earth. Look at this shit. This is a fully autonomous robotic sentry gun. On the border of North Korea, South Korea. Is this straight out of fucking RoboCop? This thing has like infrared, heat tracking, night vision. It has like basically every component of of weaponry to it. And and it's fully autonomous. It can track people walking like from a mile away just by their heat. That is pretty, pretty scary. This is straight out of Fallout, right? Like... You know, Dark Brotherhood shit. Look at this thing, man. So this is what's going on. I mean, this is just the beginning, you know? Imagine a drone with one of these strapped to the back yeah. or a submarine. These already <laughs> exist. There's a there's a USS warship that is unmanned out on the ocean right now, built in 2016. Completely unmanned. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. So these instruments of war, I mean, it's cool. There's two sides to it, right? You yeah. take out the human component and nobody gets hurt. But when you take out the human component, you also lose all compassion. You lose all perception of what war really is. Mm-hmm. When you have a fucking, like, there's this classic story during the Cold War. There was a Russian sub armed with nuclear warheads. And they got a false alarm in the submarine that the United States had nuked Russia. And their instruments had mad function, and it was telling them to launch nukes at the United States. Mm-hmm. And this one guy in that submarine... What he was like, I'm not doing it. This doesn't make sense. I'm not doing it even though the orders were to shoot it Wow, and but that that human compassion that human touch that human life down there was basically prevented a nuclear holocaust and If you know this thing's run by by computers You don't have that filter so What is it that um, Elon Musk is doing right now? 
So basically, he's he's leading a coalition of experts petitioning governments to and the UN to block the use of lethal autonomous weapons. Hmm. So they're 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 talking to governments, governing bodies, saying let's not go down this path. But sadly, I think it's too late. I don't think there's any way to stop it. Maybe I'm wrong, but it's like inevitable. I mean, war is always. It's always there's always an arms race. That's that's how power is expressed. And today, you know, United States, China, Russia, it's fucking it's an arms race always. This whole thing with AI, I wasn't even thinking about it until Elon Musk tweeted about it. I know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but frankly, I've lost all respect for you for even acknowledging <laughs> that, that that's an issue. Anyway, I don't have anything enlightened to like to uh, to end on. But I want to say thank you, everybody, for watching. Thank you, everyone who supports us through subscriptions here on Twitch, through Amazon Prime. Twitch. Donations, everybody. <laughs> Thank you so much. God bless you. Next week, our sh or this week, our next episode is memory. It's going to be on Thursday at 3. We're not doing it on Friday this week. And it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to have Ryan Johnsmith and Skippy dating advice. Collins. Probably. Hopefully. Probably. Not confirmed. Well, Skippy's in. Ryan's in. I mean, <laughs> he's not in officially, but he's in. Let me check <laughs> my phone. He may, he may well have answered already. Um... No, <laughs> not yet. And um, we do want to call out for graphic designers, right? Oh do yeah. Talk about Wait, that? the Streamy Awards answered. Hold on. Um. So according to this guy from the Streamies, the winners are determined by the Streamies Blue Ribbon Panel, a judge body of creators, executives, and other professionals in the online industry. There are two fan voted categories too: show of the year and creator of the year. So there's only oh. two fan voted. Oh, that's so cool. that's so that's the one that Fuzzy to. <laughs> Those are the two he won. Or at least creator of the year, I think that's he won. That's so funny because last year Fuzzy like sweeped this <laughs> the, the uh, streamies, <laughs> and he was doing all this shit, just begging, 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 <laughs> tweeting, and he even like set up a giveaway where you would only be entered by voting for him. <laughs> On the streamies, and he, so he's one of the two categories. So that's 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 better. That's cool. You're drinking from. It's a double cup situation. <laughs> I'm trying to minimize on waste. <laughs> um, yeah, we're looking for a designer. To do we have the email set up, Dan? Yes, we do. Uh, what is it? It is going on the screen right now. It is graphics.h3h3 at gmail.com. Is it on the screen? They can see it? Yep. So we are basically looking to start up our own merch operation between here at the podcast and h 3 Productions. We're looking for a talented designer who is familiar with our content and also very expert in illustrator. Yep. Illustrator. We're looking for a serious designer, someone we can work with and chill with and be fucking have cool times. Um, the reason is for merch. So especially if you have any experience with doing merch, that would be beneficial. So please send your your CV or resume or you can just even say, hi, here's my portfolio link to Tumblr or whatever you have. But please don't 
apply if you don't have experience in Illustrator. That yeah. that is required for the job, because that's how you export the image and send it to the to the shirt people. So anyway, thanks for watching, guys. Had a lot of fun here on the Tuesday therapy episode, and um, <laughs> we'll see you on Thursday for next week, for the next episode of this week. So thank you all so much for coming along. Uh, and we'll see you in a couple of days, guys. Appreciate you. Thanks for watching. Ta-ta.